Welcome to the top three podcasts for entrepreneurs, your place to get the very best tips, tricks, and tactics from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the top three podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Stephanie Burns, founder of Chic CEO, and today I have with me Rick Mulready. And Rick is an industry-leading authority on simplifying social media and Facebook advertising and marketing for entrepreneurs and small businesses. And he's also the host of the Inside Social Media podcast, where he interviews the most successful brands in the world to learn how they're using social media and how small businesses can model and apply the same strategies for their business with little to no budget. With 12 years corporate internet advertising experience, Rick has worked with the likes of AOL, Yahoo, Funny or Die, and Vibrant Media, where he sold and managed online advertising campaigns for some of the largest brands in the world. He currently teaches and consults with entrepreneurs and businesses on their Facebook advertising and marketing strategy. Hey, Rick, how are you? What's up? Thanks for having me on, Stephanie. <laughs> sure. Today, we're going to talk about the top three tips you have for getting started with Facebook ads. Yeah. And before we do that, I always like to ask for our guests to kind of take us through their journey of their career and how they got to where they are today. So can you fill us in on you and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, sure. And you kind of touched on it in the intro there, but I come from a corporate internet advertising background. So back in the what I like to call the Wild West days of the internet, when kind of anything went when it comes to advertising online. Uh, so I started in 2000 back at uh, on the East Coast at AOL. Spent about five years there. Really got my feet wet in the in the online ad space. I got to see a lot of behind the scenes um, stuff. Millions and millions of dollars being spent on online ads back then. Like I said, kind of anything went, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, I spent uh, about five years there. Got laid off after five years. This was at a time when there were tons of layoffs going on in the uh, on the in the online ad world. That was just after the bubble. Actually, I remember that. Uh, I started two weeks after Time Warner um, acquired AOL. And <laughs> I just watched the stock price continuously go down my entire time I was there, which is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so I came out here to the West Coast after that because I grew up on the East Coast. And uh, I spent two years at Yahoo, very much doing the same thing. But then I started to get into sales and uh, managing the accounts and, and, and so forth. And that was a lot of fun. And it got laid off from Yahoo again because there were so many layoffs going on in the in the online ad world, and went from there. And I started the Southern California office for a company called Vibrant Media, which, as you mentioned before, uh, is a it's a contextual advertising platform, and that was a lot of fun because I got to see a whole other side of the online ads world. Went from there to I had a great opportunity to go over to uh, Funny or Die, which is Will Ferrell's online uh, website. And that was an opportunity I just really couldn't pass up. Um, now, during this time, sort of, and I actually ended up going back to Vibrant after Fun Year Die, by the way. I left all that world at the end of 2012 to really focus on Facebook advertising because I had seen sort of in the 2010 range that there was a lot of opportunities that were going on with Facebook and that, you know, the, the opportunities that small businesses could do on Facebook, build communities, start to generate sales, generate conversations with uh, fans of their business. And, you know, coming from that corporate internet advertising background, I naturally gravitated towards the advertising side of Facebook. Now, why did I do this? Well, when I was at these big companies, they all have minimum advertising spends. Like businesses have to spend usually, well, back when I was doing it, it was about $25,000. 
in order to just advertise with these companies. And the reason for that is because there's a lot of you know, resources and time that go into um, actually running these campaigns and so on. But you know, that, that kind of prices out a lot of small businesses. You know, they're not able to, to, to meet that sort of minimum budget. So they were going to Facebook to, you know, to market themselves and they were being really successful. So I sort of saw that writing on the wall and I really dove into, uh, it really interested me. And I really dove into Facebook advertising, started teaching myself and, um, you know, learning what I could and wasting a lot of money, uh, learning what other people, other people were doing in, in, in doing it well uh, and not so well. And I, and I basically came up with, you know, my sort of my own system for what uh, works on, on Facebook with, uh, from an advertising perspective. And over the last four years or so, I've been perfecting that. As you mentioned, I do a podcast. So it's been a really fun journey. And I couldn't, uh, I, I mean, I couldn't be happier with the way that it's turned out uh, up till now. Wow. So that's pretty interesting that you saw this trend uh, happening because Facebook ads really are very, very powerful, which is why I'm really excited to get your top three tips today. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gave us some background on your professional life. And then we always ask for a surprising secret so we can get to know you just a little bit better <laughs> on a personal level. So tell us a surprising secret about you. Surprising secret. I love the beach. I grew up uh, in New Hampshire mm-hmm. and there is 16 miles of, of uh, coastline in New Hampshire. And I was lucky enough to grow up on the coastline in New Hampshire. So I grew up near the beach and um, never, really never want to be too far uh, from it. I lived in Washington, D.C. for about 15 years and that was about as far from the beach that I wanted to be. And as much as I love the beach, I am not like, I'm not a big fan of being in the water. Like I just, there's something about sharks and all that good stuff and they kind of <laughs> freak me out. Kind of deep water kind of scares me. So I think that I've been in the water out here it's, and I've been out here uh, on the West Coast for nine and a half years now. And I, I think I'm embarrassed to say I've been in the water like maybe twice uh, in that time. Wow. So yeah, it kind of freaks me out. Wow. Did you watch Jaws when you were a kid? I, I did. Well, later on, I wasn't allowed to watch it for, for forever. But I think it's all this like Shark Week and all these, you know, hearing all these uh, stories and stuff. Yeah. Especially up in Manhattan Beach, which is, you know, north just up near L.A., where I used to live. And I used to be in Manhattan Beach all the time. And just hearing all the shark stories up there kind of really freaked me out. So, yeah, you won't be finding I'll, I'll be in the sand. I'll be in the sand. <laughs> I find that people are scared of the water and they, they watch Jaws. So I, I go down to the water almost every day and uh, go for a four-mile walk in the water. Okay. Um, and I will not let myself watch Jaws because I don't want to ruin that for myself. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> you. I don't blame you. But so, you're, 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 only in like, you're only in like, you're less than knee-deep, right? Less than knee-deep, for sure. Okay. Sure. Well, no, Jaws isn't going to be making his way up there to exactly. the exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, tell us a success quote, something that you kind of live by and drive your business by every day. Um, I love the Henry Ford, excuse me, the Henry Ford quote where he says, "If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right." Hmm. I love that. I love that, and think about that a lot. And you bring that into your daily. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a huge on mindset. And, you know, one thing I've learned um, since leaving the corporate world and, and becoming an entrepreneur and starting my own business is that, you know, yes, you have to know what you're doing from a business perspective and be entrepreneurial and all that stuff. But it, like such a huge part of it is your mindset. And if you don't have that right, things are going to be really, really difficult for you to achieve. So, um, you know, that quote really sums it up that 
you have to be able to believe that you can do stuff. And if you can't, then you're right. You're telling yourself you're not going to be able to do it and you're not going to be able to. Right. So it's really important to have that positive mindset. I totally agree. I totally agree. Okay, so let's dig into your top three tips for Facebook advertising. And your first tip is to make sure you have an objective. So yep. tell us what you mean by that. Well, I see, I, I talk to so many people and I work with so many students that they want to do Facebook advertising. They know they need to be doing Facebook ads for their business yet. And they, and they even jump into it. And it's like, when I start talking to them, I'm like, the, one of the first questions I ask is, well, what's your objective? What's your goal of doing your campaign? And they, I mean, surprisingly, nine times out of 10, these people tell me they're not really sure. Like they're not really sure what they want to get out of it. And you have to be clear on what is your objective of your, like, why are you doing Facebook ads in the first place? Because if you're not clear on that, number one, you're setting yourself up to waste a lot of money and time and effort that you're going to put into it. But number two, your objective sets everything else up. It sets up, you know, the type of campaign that you're going to run. It, it sets up the type of ad that you're going to use. It sets up uh, the pricing that you set up. It sets up everything. And if you don't have your campaign, um, I'm sorry, if you don't have your objective really, really clear before starting out, you're just heading down the wrong, wrong path. So you really need to be sure that uh, you're clear on that. Excellent. I think that's, <laughs> you would think that that would be pretty um, intuitive. I was just going to say, yeah, it sounds very obvious. Like, like why would somebody not be clear on what their objective is? But so many people are. And the other thing that they do too, is they think that their objective is one thing. And it, it might be, but that yet they've set the campaign up not to, to not achieve that objective. It's almost like they're just, you know, uh, going against themselves, making it much, much harder than it needs to be. Okay. So, so what are some of the objectives that we would be l looking for? I assume mm -hmm. Facebook page likes or going to your website or conversion. So what are some objectives we should be thinking about yep. when we're starting? Yep. Well, I mean, you just you just named it there, Stephanie. I mean, those are the sort of the top three that people go for. And I actually don't recommend at this point right now, unless you have a lot of budget, not to really go for those page likes. Uh, unless, like, like I said, unless you, you have a decent amount of, amount of budget to spend, focus more on, you know, fa what Facebook has become these days is there's 1.3 billion people on Facebook, 800, I think the number now is 830 million of which are on there every single day. So your target customer is there. And you can have a thriving fan page and have, um, you know, a, a tons of fans on there that you're having really good engagement and conversations with people. But Facebook, in the end, Facebook owns that page. And you don't, you, I mean, as much as you might think, you don't own that page. We don't own that page. So the idea is, and, and the role that really Facebook should play in your overall marketing of your business these days is to get people from Facebook over to your email list or over to your website so they can start to engage with you. And um, you can start to build a relationship with them. And so the objective there would be website conversions. So, in, 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 so that might be maybe you're running a webinar uh, and you want to get people to register. Maybe you are doing a free giveaway. Maybe it's a video series and you want to get someone to opt in. Maybe you're a brick and mortar store and you, know, you want to give away a, a special discount coupon or something for a weekend sale. But in exchange for that, you have to, somebody has to give you their email address. So it's website conversions as, as, the, as the objective. But taking that a step further is you have to be really clear on, okay, now that, you, now that you have that as your objective, what do you want to do with that person? So like, what is your overall sales funnel going to look like? Because 
the right now the primary way of one of the most effective ways of selling on Facebook everybody obviously wants to be selling their products or services is to first get them on your email list then build a relationship with them and then present your offer or service to them now that might mean if you're doing like a webinar for example which I do a lot of where I send I do Facebook ads I send people uh, to a webinar and I give them a training and uh, uh, a workshop and then I present an offer to them which many many people out there do but you are you're giving you're giving value you're teaching a really uh, you know important things they need to know about for in my case Facebook advertising and then I present you know an offer for more training so the idea is to be clear on that objective website conversions is, is a great objective to have but taking that a step further again just be really clear on what you're going to do with that person once they opt in um, to to your email list or to your webinar right so the buyer journey needs to be mapped out beforehand yeah, exactly exactly Got it. Perfect. So the second tip you have for us is targeting, targeting, targeting. <laughs> yes. What do you mean by that? It is the most important aspect of your Facebook ads. If you don't have your targeting right and dialed in, you are setting yourself up for failure basically with Facebook ads. You are setting yourself up to lose money uh, very, very quickly because you know when Facebook went public, they you know, they have to be making money now because they, um, you know, they're a public company. So they have to generate revenue. And the way that they're doing that is through advertising. Mm -hmm. And they know that there's other opportunities out there like AdWords, for example. So they need to continuously keep coming up with new features for advertisers and make it easier for them to reach their target customer on Facebook. And one of the ways that they have done that is to come out with brand new uh, targeting opportunities. So they've rolled out targeting opportunities this year here in 2014 that are just amazing. And you know, it, it's really having that knowledge of, okay, how do I leverage Facebook ads to really reach my exact target customer? And you do that through, through the targeting. Um, if you don't have that dialed in and you don't understand how to exactly reach your target customer, like I mentioned before, you're really setting yourself up to fail. Wow. So what are some of the things that we should definitely focus on when we're targeting? So, yes. Yeah, so great, great, great question. And there's, like I said, there's a lot of different options that you can do. And, you know, it, it's going to differ whether if you're just beginning or if you're a little bit more advanced, maybe you have an email list, maybe you have buyers, uh, maybe you have a website where you have traffic. So I'll, I'll briefly cover each one. So if you're a beginner, that's when you're going to want to focus on interest targeting. And that's sort of the stereotypical uh, targeting that you think of when you think of Facebook ad targeting is I want to target such and such fan page. So people who have you know, Facebook fan pages that are similar to mine, maybe it's a competitor's fan page, that's where, you, that's where you're going to be using interest targeting. Um, very, very effective. And then you can, start to, um, you can start to drill down as far as geography, you know, what country or what city, um, men, women, age range, all that type of stuff. You can do that as soon as you're, I mean, if you're a beginner, you can do all that type of stuff. Well, you, Sorry, go ahead. You yeah, and I think that it's been uh, really interesting to see the um, the targeting aspect of Facebook advertising has got so much better, has yeah. gotten so much better, excuse me. Yep. So I think that's um, uh, really enticing for an advertiser. For sure, for sure. And I mean, that's it's my, my favorite thing to talk about because it, it, it is so effective, yet so many people don't understand the real opportunity that is there, especially when... Like I mentioned before, if you're a little bit more advanced, say you have an email list and, and then within that email list, you have a list of buyers and you have a website and you're getting good traffic to your website. 
Well, then the, the opportunities really open up as far as the targeting goes because then you can do things like uh, something called website custom audiences where you can place a pixel on your website and then you can, it's just a form of retargeting or remarketing where Facebook will track people coming to your website and then you can show ads to them on Facebook. And the cool thing about that is, is you can set up specific audiences um, about people doing different actions on your website. So you place one pixel on your website and then you, then you start to build your audiences of, of however you want to track, start, start tracking people. So for example, if I want to track people who are coming to my homepage, I can create an audience of just people coming to my homepage. If I want to track people coming to my sales page and then also tr people track people who are coming to or getting to the conversion page, meaning they bought something from you, I can create audiences out of those people and I can serve ads to people who just got to my sales page but didn't get to my conversion page. Maybe, meaning they saw your sales page but they didn't buy from you. Mm. So you can serve ads to them again. Um, there's a lot of different opportunities there with website custom audiences. Then there's another opportunity like an email list. You can upload your email list. This is called a custom audience. And let's just say, let's keep it real simple. You upload a list of, you have a thousand people on your email list you upload your 1,000 email addresses. And what Facebook is going to do is it's going to match as many of those email addresses as are in Facebook's database. Because, you know, when you sign up for Facebook, for a Facebook account, you're putting a, an email address in there. Right. So you might match 400, 500, maybe 600 people out of those 1,000. Now you have an audi another audience that you can target your ads to. Now, granted, these people are on your email list, but this is another touch point for you to get in front of them in, you know, in a space where they're interacting with every single day, like Facebook, and then take it a step further. Really cool stuff. Well, actually, before I get to that, if you have that email list, let's just say you have, um, you know, a list of 300 buyers. So you have a, uh, you've segmented your list and you have your buyers uh, segmented out. You can upload that list into Facebook. Facebook, will, again, will do the matching and then you can present similar offers to them of you know, the types of products or services that they have bought. Then wow. we can take all these things that we've just talked about, the custom audiences and the website custom audiences. Facebook has what they call lookalike audiences. And what Facebook will do is it knows because it matched those people, those, those people are Facebook users. So Facebook knows a lot about those people. So Facebook will, will create a brand new audience for you of people with similar attributes as those people that you have either coming to your website or are on your email list or buyers. And this is really powerful because these are other people that you haven't necessarily targeted before with similar attributes to people who have already expressed an interest in what you're doing. So really cool wow. stuff. Wow. Facebook is going to rule the world <laughs> if they don't already. Right. I was just going to say, they're on their way. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I like about um, the uploading your audience, your own email list yeah. yep. is that you know as marketers we tend to what put out a carrot and say look here's a, a free report put in your email address but we don't make it a long tail form in order to get all that demographic information that we need so sometimes we just capture an email address yep. putting it into Facebook now we can see certain demographics about these people right mm -hmm. yes and it, that's interesting yeah, super. Like, I'm so glad you brought that up because so many people don't talk about that. So one way to, to maybe you don't really understand the, the demographics of your of your of the people on your email list or maybe of your customers. So one way to just just to find a better idea of, of that information is to upload that email list or upload that email list of your buyers 
And then what you can start to do is you can play around with the targeting of that. Of, let's just say you've chosen that list to target. Well, then you can start to play around with the ages, with men, women, with different countries, and your potential audience size will change according to you know, the levers that you're, that you're pulling. And so that's going to give you a really good idea. Maybe let's just say, let's just say you have a thousand people that you've uploaded and uh, it's matched. Let, let's just keep it at a thousand. So it's matched all thousand people. That's not going to happen, but we'll just use that as an example. Then you start using the age ranges. So maybe you think your, your, your target audience or your audience on your email list is people, you know, women 25 to 45. And then you start playing with, you actually, uh, put those age ranges in there and start changing that around, it's going to actually give you how many of those thousand people are within that age range. And you can start to, you know, you can start to get more intelligence from, you know, just sort of using your, uh, the different targeting opportunities there when maybe you're not actually, you're not actually going to go through with putting the ad together, but you're just using the tools that Facebook has there to get more intelligence about your audience. Yeah. Wow. Cool stuff. So you can re reverse engineer it, right? Basically. Exactly. That's yep. Exactly. Brilliant. So the third tip you have for us today is measure what matters. Yeah. So many people are so caught up in, oh my gosh, my click-through rate is super low. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it just, it drives me crazy, honestly, because it, it, I actually had somebody, I'm going to use an example. I won't, I won't use this person's name, but this person emailed me about a week or so ago and he said, um, somebody told me, hey, Rick, what's a good click-through rate? Somebody told me that this click-through rate of 1.125 isn't very good. My conversion rate, though, when they get to my landing page is 50%. Wow. And I wrote him back. I said, number one, I don't know who's telling you that 1.125 is a bad click-through rate because that is a good, good click-through rate. And basically, screw the click-through rate. You're getting a 50% conversion when people get there, get to your landing page, and that wow. was their objective. I said, I'll take a 50% conversion rate on that page all day long. Yeah. And so, you know, the real numbers that people need to be concerned with is how much money you're spending, obviously, how many conversions that you've gotten, and then that's going to give you what your cost per conversion is. And then, I mean, maybe fourth in that list is the, is the click-through rate. But it really comes down to how much money you're spending and then how many conversions that you're getting uh, compared to, you know, how much money that you are, you're spending. And so what other kinds of things do you recommend measuring in terms of success for your campaign? I guess I would assume that has to do with your objectives, but yeah, for sure, for sure. And so most of the campaigns that I do and, and my students are doing, they're using Facebook as a um, sort of a direct response where their, their goal is to get people to opt in or, or get people to make some sort of conversion on their website. So that website conversions is going to be the objective that they use. And so I, I want to make sure that they're, they're looking at how many conversions that they're getting, how much money that they've spent, what that cost per conversion is. And I think a better way to look at that or a better way to sort of ask that question about those numbers is if, if my cost per conversion is fairly high and everybody always asks me, well, what's a good cost per conversion? And that's all relative. It's really, it's based on your business, you know, like a B2B type of company who's doing Facebook ads is likely going to have a much higher cost per conversion as opposed to, you know, an online entrepreneur looking to do sell their products and services. So it is really all relative. But if you if you're in that, if you're, you know, an online entrepreneur and you're doing that sort of five to eight dollar cost per lead range, and granted, this is very, very loose here, 
you're doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've seen people really recently where they ask me like, all right, you know, my, my cost per lead is way too high. Um, I know it can be lower. Then it becomes, okay, what are these other stats that we can start looking at? And then click-through rate becomes an important number because if my click-through rate is high, but yet nobody's really converting on the landing page, well, that tells me some information about the landing page. Maybe the landing page isn't very good. So it's just sort of starting to troubleshoot and look at these numbers to kind of figure out, hey, what could be, how can I use these numbers, numbers to figure out what, is, what might be wrong you know, with, my, uh, with my ads? Yeah, definitely testing and measuring and tweaking as yep. you go along. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. Good stuff. So, we always ask our guests to give us a book recommendation, excuse me, a book recommendation, something yeah. that um, you know, has made a difference in your business and in your life. So, what would you recommend our entrepreneurs read? Well, we talked about mindset earlier, and that was that was that was the basis of the quote, and this book is going to be very similar to that. And it's called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth, and it's T. Harv Ecker. Um, our friend Pat Flynn first recommended this book to me a couple years ago, and I've since read it. I try to read it every year. It's just, it's very easy to read, and it's very straightforward. And just from a mindset about you know money and your business and your life, it it's just really, really powerful in the type of concepts that he goes through and breaks it all down in steps and everything. So can't recommend that book enough. Wow, I've never read that. Oh, really? No. Oh, I'm going to get your copy. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> Good. It's great. great. Good. I will. And then we always ask our guests to end our podcast with a challenge, a challenge you have for our entrepreneurs, something that you know if they did today would make an impact. So what's your mm. challenge for I love our that. entrepreneurs? I love that. It's a great, what a great way to end or to leave the show. Yeah. Um, my challenge for the listeners here and for you, Stephanie, is to smile. And now this is we're, we're this is um, uh, the middle of the day right now. So I want you to start this at the start of the day. So you have a full day. Everybody that you come in contact with, I want you to look them in the eye and smile. You don't necessarily have to say anything, but just smile at them and keep going about your day. And so what kind of an impact does this make for you? It, it does a couple things. Number one, for you personally, it, it just it makes you feel better. Um, and it, it, it sort of helps you carry yourself uh, better. And you're also bringing joy to somebody by giving them a smile. They might be having the worst day in the world, but yet a simple smile from you, that might, you know, they, that, you have no idea how that's going to impact them. Mm-hmm. That could completely change their day, completely change their, um, their, their, maybe, their, maybe their week, you know. Just a simple smile. It doesn't have to be like, hey, how you doing? It's just, you know, a simple smile. So many people, you know, turn and look away. But, you know, a simple smile can have such a big impact on not only yourself, but other people, you know, that you, that you come across during the day. Right. And it, it absolutely impacts your own personal attitude for the day, which impacts everything else that happens. Yeah, for sure. So, oh, I love that. Okay, good. So that's our challenge to our entrepreneurs. Look at everyone you see and smile at them. That's right. Today. (laughs) All right, Rick. Well, it's awesome, awesome, awesome always to talk to you. And thank you so much for the tips. Those were amazing. And we hope to have you back on soon. And everybody can go to rickmulready.com to find out about your Facebook courses and more information on uh, really how to rock your ads. So thanks again, Rick. We really enjoyed having you. Had a blast. Thanks, Stephanie. All right. 
Thank you so much for joining me today on the Top 3 Podcast. If you're looking to start a business, come on over to chic-ceo.com to get all of the information you need to get moving. If you're looking to grow your existing business, you aren't quite ready for a business coach, but you know you need some higher level business strategy, the Chic Elite program is a perfect fit. So head on over to chic-ceo.com to check out all the resources and for the show notes to today's episode.